What are other Minnesota sports podcasts saying about the Minnesota Wild this week? We find out today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we present you episode five of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show, featuring such podcasts as Locked On Wild, The Soda Pod, Minnesota Sports Chat, Judd's Buds, Wild Takes, MNCAA, and Brave the Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran captain of the show, and uh, veteran content creator covering all sorts of Minnesota sports throughout the last decade. Happy to be with you for a bonus episode of Lockdown Wild, and actually this the first of three parts, the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show Featuring some of the uh, best podcasts around the state of Minnesota, centering on the Minnesota Wild, and so uh, happy to be bringing that. Uh, happy to be part of that, and happy to be bringing it to you as well uh, here to uh, enjoy your weekend. And so we'll have uh, parts one, two, and three coming to you throughout the uh, the course of the day today. And uh, happy now to turn it over to State of Hoppy and Isha Jerome of the Soda Pod. Welcome, everybody, to the Minnesota Sports Collaboration Podcast Show, where we highlight all of our Minnesota content creators, shows, and friends here on the program. Poppy, how's it going? It's going great, man. I'm excited to come together with all of our friends. You've heard them on our show, or if you're listening on their show, maybe you've heard us jump in with them. But uh, every week, we're going to have little teasers and snippets from everybody's shows in one spot on all of our feeds so you can get a little taste. And hey, if you haven't listened to one, go check them out. Throw everyone a quick little subscribe and let's make everyone happy. Now, Isha, what's the first one we have here for this week? We're going to throw it to you. Locked on Wild. Our boy Seth Topol drops daily Minnesota Wild content with a wide range of guests. Here's a quick clip of some of his recent content. The Locked on Madness bracket selection show yours truly Seth Sopal the host of Locked on Wilds helm at the helm of the Locked on Madness selection committee and uh, one of the esteemed panelists is here with me tonight there will be more joining as we go uh, state of hoppy of the soda pod is here with me and uh, we teased it a little bit wanted to try to leave as much suspense as possible but uh we're going bracket challenge here for Lockdown Wild for the month of March. Had a who's who of panelists. Um, no, seriously, who are these people? Um, <laughs> do the rankings. And so uh, excited to have you here, Hoppy, to discuss it. And uh, can't wait to see uh, what people's reaction is to the bracket that we put together. 
Yeah, reaction, right? That I'm probably going to cause a lot of that personally. And uh, to anyone that's wondering once we get there, like, I'm not a troll. I just have very unique taste. <laughs> well, and I, in full transparency, we had a specific voting criteria. We had, we had a formula to the madness. And as you'll see with the bracket being unveiled, there was madness that went into it. So what we're doing is we're going to go through a full bracket and try to determine the greatest Minnesota Wild player that exists. Now, there are going to there are going to be some interesting things that uh, that happen with this based on how the seedings played out. So uh, I I I'm not sure if the number one seeds I'm not sure if a number one seed will win unless uh, particular players get um, a large portion of the voting, which will be on Twitter. We'll be unveiling this uh, tomorrow with our play-in matchups. And so um, let's dive in. Let's get to it. I am just now realizing that I did not really have a good way to um, to share the bracket. And here is uh, one another one of our esteemed panelists. Zach Zeman is joining us. Gentlemen, are you ready? muted? No, now I'm good. What's up, guys? Should let's be a fun night. Fun night ahead of us. Yeah, let's get to some of the voting. And uh, we'll start with our play-in rounds. I will put this on Twitter once we are finished here so that everybody can look at the bracket in its entirety and uh, look at the seedings, look at who's in which bracket. Uh, but let's just start with the play-in games, and we'll get uh, we'll get some reaction to those. We start... Uh, with the 16 versus 16 matchup in the forwards group. And that uh, features Derek Bugard going up against Richard Park. So that's one of the play-in matchups. Now, we had two forward play-in matchups and two defenseman play-in matchups because those were the two categories that had the most players accumulated. Goalies... We barely had enough <laughs> to get in, so everybody gets in there by default. And centers, we did, uh, we did got, everybody get in. Uh, for goalies, there were three players that didn't. I think. Oh, but, okay, well, one of the ones I added probably got clipped then. Uh, well, I I would wait and I would wait and see. We'll find out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the first playing matchup for the forwards: Derek Bugard and Richard Park. And uh, that grouping gets a chance to go against the number one overall seed in the forwards bracket, Mr. Rem Pitlick. I, I don't, I don't know. And there have been some, there have been some, uh, some claims put in by members of the, uh, the selection committee as to ballot stuffing. So I'm going to have to address those as we go, but uh, Bugard versus Park is the first playing matchup, and uh, I think I think Hoppy went to go get. Um, March is here. Question: Are you still keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? If yes, congrats. If no, Built Bar might be able to help. Built Bar has new varieties, including their puffs, which if you haven't tried them yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with other Built Bars, most contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 
four net carbs and 17 grams of protein, which compared to your favorite candy bar has usually 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to get in on the Built Bar Madness, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You must have gone to go get a jersey. Oh, I'm eating cookies. Lucky. Um, I've got mac and cheese. Okay. Is he... Well, anyway, how does so Ron Pillick get the first seed? How does that work? Oh, God. We, there we go. That's that's what it was. Uh, yes, number one overall seed in the forward category, uh, Rem Pitlick, Remington, as uh, as he is referred to. So, Bugard or Park get the opportunity to go up against Rem Pitlick. Uh, the other play-in matchup is Danny Heatley against Ryan Carter. Those are the uh, the fifteen Damn. seeds, and uh, oh, they. They get the opportunity to go up against the two seed in the forward bracket, Mr. Kirill Kaprizov. So that's uh, that's playing matchups on the uh, forward side. On the defensive side, uh, we have the 16 seeds, Merrick Zidlicki. And if we were doing a if we were doing a name bracket, which I thought of like as I was putting this together, and I'm like that would have been a way better idea, but uh-huh. maybe next year. Um, he goes up against. Lubomir Sakaris. I definitely <laughs> did not pronounce that correct. Sakarash. A lot of these names I'm seeing for the first time. So that's uh, <laughs> that's also fun. So uh, those two get the opportunity to go up against the number one overall seed on the uh, defense region, which is Jonas Brodeen. And then the 15 seeds, Kim Johnson and Carson Soucy square off. In the play-in rounds, they go up against the number two overall seed in the defense region, that being Mr. Jared Spurgeon. Again, if you like what you heard, you can follow all of Seth's great content by searching Locked On Wild wherever you get your podcasts or checking them out on social at Locked On Wild. Next, we have (laughs) yours truly. The Soda Pod. Uh, we'll tease our other contributors later, but Hoppy and I talk everything Minnesota Wild beer and hockey. Here's a teaser from our most recent episode. Good to be back. Good to be back with the boys. Appreciate it. Appreciate I you. I'll, I'll still never look at fruit the same way again, but. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we had that lasting impression on you. That's, that's important. Hey, Peter liked the post, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spreading awareness. Spreading awareness. awareness. Good. One fruit yeah. at a time. But we are not here for fruit. We are here to discuss the infamous Big Beer Week. Uh, Justin, I'll toss it over to you first, but obviously everyone chime in. Uh, What is Big Beer Week? So Big Beer Week is the one-week year that we dedicate to featuring all of our big barrel-aged beers. Anything that's high ABV makes the cut, Um, but we really have a focus on things that are barrel-aged, different varieties of barrel-aging, different varieties of barrels specifically to kind of explore what the different types of spirit barrels can bring to the same beer. Um, and so it gives us the opportunity to age and play with a variety of different flavors. And then also we've been introducing all sorts of different stuff, anything that's over 10% ABV, right? That's our requirement. 10% ABV ish. It's our guideline. A roughly 10%. Right. It's the way we yeah. advertise it. Kind of designers. Like blissful ignorance usually hangs on at nine percent. Um, right. The last couple of years we've had Belgian triple 
on, and that's a 9% as well. Things that slumber um, in barrels that have some nice, like, oaky notes. Not or, necessarily mm -hmm. barrels. But, but like, yeah. also, like, higher ABV beers. We don't actually well. know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, things like, like, big triple IPAs, that's something that we've been loving to feature every year is, like, trying to brew a big, super hoppy triple IPA every year for Big Beer Week, something that's released during Big Beer Week um, to kind of partake in all the fun that is had with all the other barrel-aged varieties and stuff like that. And but, this year oh. we actually even um, are adding a Scribbled Lines beer to the to the mix. Mm -hmm. We have our mm -hmm. first mix, yep. mix culture barrel-aged beer over 10%. Right. That was one of the things that Aaron and I had kind of talked about in previous years. And Aaron's over here. This is our uh, head innovation brewer. And him and I work together on a lot of the uh, mixed culture barrel-aging stuff here, as well as the clean barrel-aging, too. But uh, we were happy to be able to introduce our first um, mixed culture beer into uh, the Big Beer Week lineup this year, which was uh, it's cool to join the ranks of our production brewery on the other side of these walls here out for that fun week. Yeah, well, that's amazing. Celebration of us going seven days a week because, like, before Eight. Big Beer Week, we were four days a week, and this was kind of our our kickoff to going to seven days a week. Forgot about that. Yeah, because yeah, it's a Sunday to Sunday, right? Sunday yeah. to Sunday. Yep. yep. Started as a seven Originally, day, but it was just now. A Sunday, and then we added way too many beers like, <laughs> as you can tell plenty of beers for seven days so I believe it's oh, 39 releases so it'll eventually take over the entire yeah. tap mm -hmm. usually yeah by the end of the week there you'd be hard pressed to find something under nine percent alcohol yeah because how many taps do we have here maybe 36 so we have 36 taps and often by the end of the week most of them are occupied by some of these huge offerings that we have because it's hard to blow through certain things in the course of a couple of days. Um, some stuff does, but some stuff hangs around. So by the end of the week, uh, the, the variety is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's Marcus's favorite thing too. Marcus, yeah. Marcus is one of our uh, biggest fans of our biggest beers. <laughs> yeah. So, so long of the short of it, this is no typical beer event. This is, this is something straight out of Lupulin, straight yes. unique. And you know, you it's just the amount that you guys are, have produced and are, are, are rolling out is it's mind boggling. It's amazing. I mean, you just shared the, the entire spread with Hoppy and I literally moments before pressing this record button. And I'm like, my jaw is to the ground right now. Like, all of these A look unbelievable. And I mean, it's, it's Lupulin. It, it is only unbelievable, but like take, I mean, we're going to go through a few of the, a few of them, but just again, for, for, for anybody who's new to Lupulin, anybody who's new to big beer week, like you talked about the spread and how you're going to be doing it on site, but just what, what was more of the inspiration behind this and why so many beers? <laughs> the main reason, like when I came on like five, six years ago, they wanted six, six years ago. Yep, yep. This will be six years. Yeah. Um, they wanted to do a whole kickoff on being open seven days a week. We had a lot of like fantastic barrel aged beers in the back. We wanted to showcase that. They had just installed a bunch of new taps. So we kind of wanted to make a little shindig out of it. And it went off so well. It was just like we wanted to keep going with that energy. And every year it gets it gets bigger. Mm -hmm. It gets it gets a lot bigger. It kind of feels like a week-long Oktoberfest, too. You know, it's like those, like, one-day festivals, <laughs> but it lasts for eight days straight. With yeah. beers that are triple the alcohol. Yeah, right. with, yeah. with, with <laughs> those booze offerings, you know. It's like so have you ever had someone that, like, 
comes in off the street, has no idea about this event, and then just like walks out, just hammered off their ass. Or what the hell is going on in here? You might, you might, you'll still know about the event and still probably walk out hammered at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different if you go in with that expectation, though. Yeah. True, yeah. We've even changed the format a little bit to help people with that. It used to be a free-for-all all day long, come in, drink whatever you want for, like, the entire day. We've shortened it up to smaller blocks just to kind of keep people a little, a little more level because, you know, three, four, ten percenters add up real quick. Yeah, sometimes people need a little bit of you need to you need to help guide them a little bit to ensure that they're not uh, becoming a danger to themselves on a week like this with like this level of ABV circling circulating through the taps. That's why I always say like the five ounce pours are your friend because yeah. you can try so many more and not have to drink an entire glass. Like, don't be shy of like the five ounce pours. Though. Oh, so my like 10, 11 ounce that I got going right <laughs> nice. now is probably aggressive. <laughs> It is March, which means the NCAA tournament is not far from getting going. Conference tournaments as well. And we hit the playoff push for the NBA and the NHL as well. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for the NHL, college hockey, boxing, and UFC odds all the way down the line. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at BetOnline, where the game starts. And one of the questions you asked uh, about why so many different beers. So what's actually cool about Big Beer Week is that being able to have this level of variety of beers and having this kind of um, event that and just attendance, like just straight up attendance and the amount of beer that we're able to sell through it, we get to do these different kinds of beers that are unique in the way that we might not be adding like different types of adjuncts like a bunch of different like fruits or like chocolates or nuts and vanilla and different things like that. We're able to do fun stuff that excites us as brewers and all of us here as just like beer enthusiasts that stuff like putting the same beer in just two different spirit barrels. Like we've done things like uh, just from like Woodford and Four Roses. Took a beer, same beer, Asian and Woodford barrels, Asian and uh, Four Roses barrels, and just being able to explore those unique differences that are imparted by the barrel itself is something that we might not be able to do if we have if we didn't have this entire week dedicated to just doing like a tap takeover of this type of stuff, you know, because it is like a little bit more of like a niche thing, but this niche thing has turned into like a pretty uh, big thing for us that allows us to have all these types of different things and this different like level of exploration that we can do with flavors and barrel aging and unique stuff like that. But yeah. If, if you're like me <laughs> and you do like candy bars and beer, we also have an infusion every single day of the week. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys talked about last time I was on the last podcast. This weekly infusion thing called Bradham's where we put silly shit in beers, yep. like atomic fireballs and little snacks. Yeah. During Big Beer Week, we do that every single day. 
Uh, you'll look at the, the list we sent you at the very bottom of each day. We have a big, crazy infusion, and they're all in the big beers. Mm -hmm. Nice. I don't know if in front of me, but yeah. yeah. That's my favorite part of Big Beer Week. That's we true. My wife beer. loved oh, the, the Crunchberry was my wife's favorite. Oh, nice. Yeah, good, good. Sharing your sins. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, on, even on, like, full batch scale, we have done some and continue to do some fruiting or adjuncting of stouts and big beers. We just, mm -hmm. as brewers, like, find it especially exciting to kind of explore the nuances of different barrels, um, maybe more so than adding candy to the beer, but um, that's not to say that we that we don't do that either. Right. We enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we love we just love being able to have the opportunity to do it all and to be able to cater to all those different flavors and stuff like that that everyone might be looking for, right? You know, like there's a everyone kind of has a different taste, and being able to hopefully appeal to everyone during an event like this is. It's what we love to do. I mean, not only that, but like, I think it's, it teaches people to have a, a different appreciation for barrel aged beers because, you know, yeah, I used to love the ones with the adjuncts in it, but now like, I'm always impressed with these guys and what they can do with like playing with a couple of different barrels and blending them. And they create this super unique flavor that you would swear there has to be something else in it. And they're like, that's from the barrels. It's like an artistry to mm -hmm. be able to blend these barrels and sample these and know what needs to sit for how long. And like, it's really cool to watch them work and then see what comes from it and taste it and just be blown away. So, you know, that is a lot of the fun. And it's not even just like the barrel age, because as we yeah. talk, we've got triple IPAs, we've True. got a sour yeah. coming out this time. So it's mm -hmm. like, if there's a box that needs to be checked, oh, yeah. there's it's a good checked. chance that we're working our way through it. So it's a short and cocky answer to that question that is because we can. <laughs> and why not? Yeah. So that like brings that us, I think it, it reminds me, it's what we're here for. Let's explore some nuances. <laughs> so what we've got here, um, and so we're located here in Big Lake, Minnesota. And unfortunately we have tried to get beer into Canada to our good friend Isha here and have been <laughs> turned down somewhere along the line through some some part of the postal system didn't to get it there but we're able to get it to our good buddy scott here who is uh not far away from our brewery so what we've got here is this year's iteration of whiskey nuts uh one of the iterations of this year's whiskey nuts and it was aged in barrels from a distillery that's also local to minnesota here and these were aged in barrels that were significantly smaller than your standard barrel. They're a very small batch whiskey. Um, that it's not true. Aaron's it's not true. Not true. No. It's not true. No. Aaron, feel free to some take of, over so, too. In the past, some of the Tattersall barrels that we've go. used have been 30 gallon ones. These two that we that made up this blend. <laughs> uh, these two in this blend were full 53 gallon. Oh, oh. That's why we have my fact checker here. He keeps me in line. <laughs> but take back over. <laughs> so um, we have, and that's yeah, we have used some of those smaller barrels from Tattersall, but I uh, frankly I lose track sometimes. We hate them because the bungholes are too big. Yeah. So but what we've got the this was a blend of two of those barrels. Correct? Yeah, two fifty-three gallon. Yeah, so two fifty-three gallon barrels, and one of them was the Tattersall chocolate malt whiskey, 
And the other one was the Tattersall Cherrywood Smoked Malt Whiskey. And um, it's blended basically in equal parts. Um, Each barrel, you know, after barrel aging has about the same volume. It's close, you know, there's a slightly varying levels of evaporation, but they existed, I think, actually on the same rack. So they're really close to one another. Um, But so, yeah, that is. And what this is, is this is exactly what I was talking about. This is us playing around with barrels that had a unique spirit in them prior to the beer going in them and us being able to pull that kind of character and component out of that barrel and that previous spirit and let it express itself in our beer and kind of just see what happens. And I mean, we've never used either of these types of barrels before. Um, So this is our first time using them and we were just stoked with the product that came out and really how this comes about is Aaron and I generally go back there and we pull some samples from some barrels and try them and dump some glasses together and have the rest of the gang around here try them and see what we think. And they're like, hey, shit, this is pretty good. Yeah. So. One of the best days at work when those guys decide to like start pulling nails out of barrels and sampling things. They're the best days, but they're the worst days. <laughs> There's nothing that They're derailing days. days for sure. There you go. If you didn't hate what you just listened to, you can find all of our content at The Soda Pod on social, that being Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, or by searching The Soda Pod wherever you get your podcasts. That is going to do it for today's special episode of Locked on Wild, part of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show. Big thank you to Isha Jerome and State of Hoppy for putting this together every week, and make sure to follow any of the show's that are associated with the podcast collaboration show. Also, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media as well. Locked on Madness going on now on Twitter. Make sure to get your votes cast once the voting for the round of 32 kicks off on Tuesday. We will continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. If a puck drops or big news breaks... Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.